Hey, everybody. She's Mary. He's Lou. I'm, believe it or not, I'm Ted. No, wait. <laughs> He's Murray. She's Rona. I'm Georgette. No, that ain't it either. This isn't Mary Tyler Moore, but we are talking about a team in Minneapolis. This is Vikings Report with Drew and Ted. Drewster, how are you? Episode 31, Ted. 31! Coming at you live. How are you doing today? Pretty good. How are you? I'm ready. I'm cooler than you are. Yes, Why don't you do yourself a little favor? <laughs> and what are we, we going like to do right candle. now? We're going to light this candle. That's what we're going to do. He's right. Let's light the candle. All right. I'm cooler than you are. Why don't you fix your little problems and light this candle? He's right. Let's light this candle. He surely is. Light the candle. Yes. Resume the countdown. Ah, back again, back to- again. Toonses, how are you? I'm currently in mourning. Why is that? Because they cut Dakota Dozier. <laughs> and we're all, <laughs> we're all going to shed a tear. <laughs> really surprising. It's such a fan favorite. Yeah. Really. Well, the reason we're talking about that, folks, it's, it's cut down day in the NFL. And for fans... Well, for the players, I, I mean, and we, we joke about players we think should be cut and all that, but I try and keep in mind, you know, dreams are dying for a lot of players in the NFL. Their chance of playing the NFL has ended. Some for guys before it really got started, some careers are ending. But there's, there is a lot of news going on, and Toons has hinted at one of them, and that is Dakota Dozier. Of the cuts that have been announced, it's, it's right after the 3 p.m. deadline when we're recording. And Dakota Dozier is probably the biggest name that we have seen because he started 16 games last year, been on the roster a couple years. Drew, are you, are you good with, with Dakota Dozier no longer being a Minnesota Viking? (laughs) Yes. I'm okay with that move. (laughs) I will not stand in his way. I don't even know why he was really on here to begin with, but no, you know, we're down to stems and seeds with the guard position, but I'm, you know, I'm fine with, with that move. Well, the stems and seeds are, I mean, it's, it's pretty quality smoke, though. <laughs> you, you've got, you've got uh, Wyatt Davis, you got Ole Udo, and you got Mason Cole, the guy the Vikings traded for. And he's, he goes back and forth between center and guard. It's better than... You know, Drew Smia, who also got cut, and Kyle Hinton yeah. also got cut. That's so, shakeweed right there. Yeah. <laughs> That's ragweed, man. That's, That's rag- soaked ragweed. <laughs> that ain't no uh, Sonoma coma, you know what I mean? Sonoma coma. <laughs> now, you this what, one. You know what the most popular word in the English language is, Ned? Uh, Vikings report with Drew and Ted. That's first. You know what's second? <laughs> what? Believe it or not, I saw this information today. I couldn't believe it. The word ear is the second, is the second most used besides the. The word ear, ear, really? I was, I, th- I think it would be. <laughs> Still, that was dumb. I walked right into that one. Right, oh, right, that, that was, was funny. That was good. You know the cuts are here, and somebody else who had whose, whose time came to an end was the great Ed Asner. That's why we started the show today. Yes, Ed Asner, one of the one of the great actors of our time, was on the Mary Tyler Moore Show, one of the most iconic shows of the nineteen seventies. 
And, you know, Mary Tyler Moore show real quick before we get back into the cuts and stuff. That was the first show that I can remember growing up in Minnesota. Nothing ever happened in Minnesota on TV shows. Everything was in New York or California. Mary Tyler Moore show was the first show that I remember that was was based in in Minneapolis, as it were. So I always thought that was kind of cool. That is very cool. That is very. And Mary Tyler Moore, a big Vikings fan. Big yeah. Vikings fan. Huge. He was. Huge. But, uh, he, was a, he was a great actor. He was the first, like, gruff boss that was really on a TV show. Yeah. 91 years old. Long, long, full life for Ed Asner. And I tripped long today. Long, full career. Dakota Dozier, not a long, full career with the Vikings. He's gone. He's gone. He's gone. gone. Now some other big news, and we'll talk about the we'll, – we'll wrap the preseason up in a minute, but, but this news is the, – the, the cut news is really kind of hitting the wire right now, so we'll hit that. We found out that, that tight end in waiting, Irv Smith Jr., who was looking to be a big part of the Vikings offense, suffered a torn meniscus at some point in the preseason finale against the Kansas City Chiefs. He seemed okay the night of the game. Nobody – there, there were several people I saw trying to go back and find the play where he got hurt. He never really said anything about it. He never went out, but torn meniscus. Now, the good news, bad news with this is he could either be out a week or two, or it's like a season-ending thing. There's really no in-between with this, depending on on the severity of the tear and what they have to do. And they're not going to know until they go in and operate, which will be later this week. Ted, how long have you been watching this team, Ted? Oh, he's out for the year. And, and that really leaves the tight end position thin because, Zach, I can't catch a cold standing wet and naked in Antarctica Davidson, the rookie tight end from Southwest Central Sabaton, Missouri Community College and Theology School, wherever he went at, got cut. He's gone. What kind of a sick school is this? Hmm? <laughs> Zach Davidson is gone? He's oh gone. God. What about the one-handed catch with the old helmet? Oh, poor Zach. He's gone. So the Vikings, in anticipation of Irv Smith being out at least a little bit of time, they traded for tight end Chris Herndon for the Jets during during this flurry of, of cutdowns. So they have kind of a plan in place. You got to think it's going to be Tyler Conklin. Dylan and now Chris Herndon for the Jets are going to probably be your three tight ends for the Vikings uh, on the initial 53-man roster. Man. <laughs> you know what? Zach Davidson must have really, really been unimpressive because if he can't make it with all the circumstances that have fallen against the Vikings, with yeah. Irv Smith getting hurt, Conklin's even hurt. The door was wide open. You know the, what sealed his fate, I believe? I asked a couple people who were watching the, the Vikings broadcast of the Chiefs game. I had to see the Chiefs uh, broadcast team, so I didn't hear this. But Rick Spielman was up in the booth. And do you remember the play? I think it was in the third quarter. Kellen Mond threw the ball down the middle. It flew right over Zach Davidson's head. I don't um, remember that play. Yeah, it, it looked like a catchable ball, but was intercepted. And Rick Spielman said something to the effect, if you want to be in the NFL, you got to make that catch. And I think that play right there really probably sealed Zach Davidson's fate. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah. he hadn't he hadn't had been very good up to that point. The first two preseason games, he was really no. struggling, really struggling in the first two preseason games. But man, oh man! I mean, if there's one year to be able to make the Vikings squat for tight end, this would be it with the Irv Smith injury. And that was something we talked about when we profiled Zach Davids 
way back when. And, and it was one of the first times you, you had mentioned it a couple episodes previously, and that was kind of maybe the first or second episode that I realized, you know, there's not a lot of depth on this team. And, and that's why we thought a lot of the draft uh, class rookies that we profiled would have a very legitimate shot to make the 53 man roster. And Zach Davidson, like you said, had every opportunity and he couldn't get it done. Kind of shocked. I picked him to make, make the squad, but I don't know much about Herndon. We'll have to check with uh, all of our Jets fans, all of our friends that are Jets fans. There are some that, that are, are like by Felicia and there's some that are, you know, he, he has potential and, and Lord knows Rick Spielman loves guys with potential. I look at love as a, a command to just rise to your greatest potential. The objective should be to rise to their best potential in life. It should allow you to rise to your greatest potential. 31 catches, 287 yards, and three touchdowns last year. Granted, it's for the Jets. I don't know if he split time with somebody else, Ted. You know, if he was the starter all season, 31 catches is not very good. But, no. Uh, it, I think the Jets have been platooning two tight ends ever since, what was that, Kyle Brady was there. I mean, <laughs> I mean for, a long, for a long time. So. <laughs> or maybe even uh, – did he room with Emerson Boozer on the road? No, no. Who's that? <laughs> Who's that old tight end they had? Uh, Caster. Richard Caster. Richard Caster. My oh, God. That's different that's into a, it, isn't it? That's a good pull from the deep pull from the past, though. Well done. Rich Caster, man. That guy could play some tight end. I thought they'd probably go out and maybe maybe make a trade for somebody who's more of a game changer. I don't know. Maybe there's yeah. not available. Look at the free agent list. I don't really there's see any there. names on there, Ted. No, and then Zach Ertz was a name that was mentioned as a possible trade candidate, but obviously that didn't happen. It's going to be uh, it's going to be Chris Herndon. Now, here's some news that's just coming across right now. One of the guys we really liked, rookie running back out of Iowa State, Kane Wang Chung Wangu. Uh, no, 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 don't tell me. This is from Chris Thomas, and they're going to put him on the 53-man roster and then put him on the IR list later this which, week. Which means? He's going to miss at least three games because uh, they're saying they want to be cautious with the hyperextended left knee he suffered after, I believe it was just one play, against the Denver Broncos. Let's, so Let's let everybody know. This is Friday right now, but we're doing this on Tuesday, so people kind of know there's a gap for yeah, him on this. Yeah. So. so we have some more news that happened. Uh, Harrison Smith signed a four-year contract extension. It looks like he'll retire as a Minnesota Viking or he'll play one more year and then they'll cut him and he'll finish his career with, you know, like Jacksonville or the Giants or the Chiefs or whatever. Yeah, I've heard some mixed reactions on Hitman's contract. We talked about Hitman about three months ago, and I remember saying I thought he had four years left in him. Granted, the last two probably won't be as good as the, the first two, but that's a position you can have longevity at, Ted. You can play a lot of years there. Paul Krause played 16 years there. He did. Ronnie Lott played 14 years there. Ed Reed played 13 years there. That guy from the Chargers with the beard. Eric Waddle. Yeah, he played 14 years, I do believe. I think it was 13 or 14 years. Well, so, Smith is coming up on his 10th or 11th, so he's he's 10, This will be his 10th right season, but you don't need that quick speed like the corners have. Safety, you can make up for a lot of it. He's got good lateral speed. And he you knows. know what else he has? He's a smart player. He's a really smart player. He knows how to digest anything that the offense is going to throw. You can play him around the line of scrimmage. He's very versatile. He's an extremely smart player. And I know some people are saying it's kind of pricey for a guy going into his 10th season at, what, 32 years old? 
I think you can play longer at safety if you're a good one, like the guys I just mentioned. And and he is he is definitely one of the good ones. I mean, he's a great player. I'm I'm glad he's going to be with the Vikings for at least another year or two. We'll see what happens after this year. I I can't disagree with the move. Who else are you going to put in there? You've got Xavier Woods and 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 a whole lot of question marks after after Harrison Smith. So the Raiders cut Carl Joseph today, which is kind of surprising. Yeah, uh, there are a lot of there are a fair amount of surprising. Moves. He's the number one pick in 2016 for them. He's a rather decent safety, although he might have. Might not be when he got cut, but I'm okay with Hitman's contract and him being there. I think he's got four more years with him. Another bit of information we sort of got more clarity on this week. Anthony Barr has been out most of the preseason. It turns out, you know, the Vikings were being really cryptic on on what the deal was with Barr. Turns out it's a knee injury. He's working it. With Wangu going to IR, R. Smith probably going to start the season on IR. Do you Damn, think dude. Anthony Barr's, I, I mean, everybody's saying 50-50 on Barr starting week one. What? Not what do you expect with Anthony Barr? At this point, I'm kind of thinking maybe maybe you can get three quarters of a season out of the guy. It's not sounding like he's going to start week one. I don't think he will. It doesn't sound very promising. I mean, I hear that 50-50, he might start week one. If that's coming out of Vikings camp, that's about a 98-2. It's never – It's never. does it ever work out on that side, Ted? It doesn't. It's, it seems like it doesn't for this franchise. No. You're absolutely right. Every time they're going to say, a player will be ready by such and such time. Is is he ever ready? Is he ever ready to play? It never happens. So I'm going to say no. After three weeks, we're going to be saying, when's Barr coming back? Uh, About the time Irv Smith is coming back and about the time Wang Chung makes an appearance. This is a big time, Ted. Let's put it in order. Who comes back first? Wang Gu, Barr, or Irv Smith? (laughs) I'm going to say Barr, Wang Gu. I'm going to say Irv Smith is done for the season. I'm saying Wangu comes back. Barr is going to go on IR eligible to return. And like the three weeks are going to go by and then it's going to be more. And then he's going to be out half the season. And then Irv Smith, he's probably Irv Smith. Let's just face it. Irv Smith with as cryptic as the Vikings are on all the injuries. There's a good chance Anthony Barr and Irv Smith are already dead. And they're just waiting to announce it. (laughs) Bring out your days. Nine I'm not dead. What? Nothing. Here's your nine I'm not dead. There. He says he's not dead. Yes, he is. I'm they, not. They they died peacefully in their sleep on Tuesday, July, and they've been body doubles <laughs> since training is, camp. The question is, what week is Dakota Dozier coming back? That's what I want to know. You know he, he's coming back, Ted. They're putting. They're, I saw they want to put him on the practice squad. <laughs> Because, you know, this is the untapped potential of Dakota Dozier. Dozier's gone. They cut Hinton, too. Yep. And pile of goo, Samia, Mr. Magoo. Pile of Mr. Magoo, Samia. That leaves, what, two guards on the roster? Ezra Cleveland and Quiet Wyatt Davis, right? Well, and that, and Ole Udo. And then. And then Mason Cole. So I think I think their interior line will be good. You know, before we wrap up the the fifty three man roster as as it stands, are there any surprises that we haven't talked about yet that that you know of or you're aware of? I was pretty close on the twenty three guys I had. Yeah, I think, I think eighteen or twenty of them is. I mean, I haven't looked at the complete list yet, but I was pretty close on a lot of them. I'm not really surprised by any of them, Ted. Except what our twenty dollar bet about Jalen Holmes. It's not through yet. Bada boom. Come on. Bada bing. 
20 bucks, 20 bucks, brother. I haven't really seen you that, that I'm really surprised with, though. Have you? I'm actually surprised they got the go to do And I thought there was something the Vikings saw in him. Maybe they could they could try and work with another year. Or I something thought, he, he saw late at night in Zimmer's office. Yeah, that too. Could have been yeah. it, too. Like the, the gimp out of freaking Pulp Fiction. I don't know. <laughs> I don't no, like, know. Like that Mad Men scene when they're getting drunk in the office. The cuts went kind of how I thought they would go, Ted. Yeah, for the most part. They, it turns out the Vikings, you know, did end up favoring their veterans like they tend to do with Mike Zimmer and Rick Spielman. So, What school did Zach Davidson go to again? Out of Southwest Central Southern Missouri Pharmacology Theology Seminary School. I don't know. Some <laughs> Division six, Division six school way out by Knob Noster, Missouri. I know, it's, I know it's by Nobnoster. I do know that. Central Missouri. Seminary school. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. That's, um, so, hey, big announcements. This is, we are rolling out our, our regular season format. Yes. Huge. Ginormous, big, McHuge. We got um, two shows a week from this point forward. Two shows a week. Starting yeah, starting next week, we're going to be uh, airing Friday and then Sunday after the game or Thursday after the game, Monday after the game, whatever. Uh, that's Vikings Report Rewind with our buddy Christopher Gates. So we've got our fall format. Just did our TV show intro. We're going to keep doing that. We've got our NFL news and, and the cuts, which we're going to hit in just a second. And Drew and I are going to do a season-long fantasy football contest. So Yeah. So yeah. every week, every week, Drew and I are going to pick one quarterback, one running and Tunes and Tunes is going to play as well. One quarterback, one running back, two wide receivers and one tight end. And what you guys are going to do is going to pick who you think has picked the best team that week. Now, the trick for us is we can only pick players one time. We can't we can't once. run with Patrick Mahomes every week. We can only run Patrick Mahomes once. And so every week you guys get to pick who you think has the best fantasy football team that week. At the end of the year, those of you, whoever has picked the most winners throughout the course of 18 weeks, 17 games, 18, 18 weeks, we're still doing this during bye weeks. We don't take a bye here at Vikings Report Drew and oh, Ted. We don't no. take a bye. No, not us. Oh. Whoever has picked the most winners between our three fantasy teams is going to win a pretty cool prize, and that will be announced at the end uh, of the regular season. It'll either be during wild card week, and that will be our season wrap-up, or will we do it a playoff preview? We don't know yet. We'll see how that goes. And if we have a tie, any ties, again, into the bag of cornucopia, and we'll pick out, we'll pick out a random winner. From there, we're going to go to the, the any Vikings and NFL news, and then we're going to do our weekly game preview. Whoever the Vikings are playing that week, and we've got a pretty cool idea. We hope you like it. Yes. Uh, we're we're going to roll it out uh, next week for the, for the Bengals game. We are unleashing that was something that was invented in 1973. Yeah, but hasn't been allowed to be brought on the air. and We are bringing it back. And then we're going to wrap the show up with trivia. We're not getting rid of trivia. We all love trivia. Before we get to the roster Drew. stuff, Drew, tell me, tell me about this week's over-under. Okay, over-under. We have two questions left for the contest. Thank you to everybody who has been playing week after week after week. Today, I have question nine. And question nine is Vikings total field goals by however many kickers they're going to have this season, probably three or four. Total field goals made, not attempted, total field goals made for the 2021 regular season. 
The over under, all you have to do is put in the comments below, over or under, 18 and a half. Under. 18 and a half is your number today. Under. Total, total field goals made, not attempted, because if they make 18, that means they attempted probably 51. So <laughs> <laughs> you want to go with the over under? Get your selections in below. You can't enter on our Facebook. You can't enter on Twitter. The only way you can enter is at the comments below this show, episode 31. Put your over under in. That is question nine, and we will have one more question, which is next week. Yeah, you, it didn't really matter what you put for the field goals made. It could have been two. I was still going under. <laughs> They're going to have more doinks than they are going to have makes. Sick of Vikings kickers. It's going to be like three days to come up with a number, Ted. <laughs> Do you have how many they made last year? Mm, I think I might have gauged it somewhere off that. I'm not sure okay. how many they made last year. All right. Now that we've got that out of the way, let's talk. Let's I'm talk not- Vikings <laughs> preseason overall. One of the questions we got asked by Mark SP18 on Twitter the other day. Right. He's, and and th- I think this is a good question. The Vikings had their last preseason game in Kansas City, and, and Mark asks, why did the team that played in the last two Super Bowls play most of their starters for most of the first half, while the team that went 7-9 and nine didn't? I think that's a legitimately decent question to ask. And I think that leads into the Viking preseason overall. That is a good question. Maybe Andy Reid has a lot to learn from Mike Zimmer. (laughs) I don't know. I don't. How do you answer that? When you look at all the personnel turnover the Vikings have had, and and the Chiefs had a fair amount too, especially on their offensive line. I think they have from left to right almost an entirely brand new offensive line, and they played those guys a lot in the preseason because, you know it's important to get continuity and timing and all that down. And the Vikings didn't, I mean, Kirk cousins played, but Adam Thielen played a handful of plays. Now I can excuse Justin Jefferson, not playing after he hurt his shoulder in practice. You don't want to aggravate that in a preseason game. I I get that. But Dalvin cook didn't get any carries. Even when the Vikings were playing their first team defense, guys like Patrick Peterson and, and Daniel Hunter, Anthony Barr was held out because of injury as it turns out that, you know, so they, they didn't play, and so even though they they were playing their starters, there were three or four key starters on both offense and defense that did not play. And I th- I think that just kind of fed into this lackadaisical kind of going through the motions thing we talked about earlier. Drew, I, am I onto something here, or am I being dumb? Was that the most uneventful preseason three game preseason span you've ever seen the Vikings play? It was very uninspiring. I can't even remember maybe two plays that happened during it. It's like a big blur. It's like a hangover or something. After watching yeah. the Denver game, the Indy game, and the Chiefs preseason game, what can you gather with the Minnesota Vikings that's either good or bad or indifferent? I mean, what do you got? I, I went into training camp with a fairly reasonable expectation of this team being a 10-win team making the playoffs because of what they had done in the offseason, especially on defense. They very well still could be, but it just it just seems that for a team that had a lot of question marks and needed to work a lot of guys in, especially on the offensive line and especially on defense, they're all vets, but they haven't worked together before for the most part. The fact that the, the Vikings didn't take advantage of even more limited opportunities than they've had in the past just seemed like a, a, a puzzling decision to me, especially when you look at what the Kansas City Chiefs did. If Mike Zimmer, after that Bengals game, if we happen to lose, comes out and says at the press conference, well, our starters didn't have a lot of time together, 
I am going to come unstuck. I am. My level of concern, it's not freaking out, but it's over average. I want to go back to what you said last week uh, on episode 30. Let me, let me get that right. Everything could yes. be hidden. It's yes. preseason. Zimmer could have said, here's your 100-page 100, 100 playbook. You get two pages out of it, which is kind of what it looks like. And you said, look, let's let's keep in mind everything's hidden right now. Maybe we're not showing everything right now because the offense, the first-team offense, again, against the Chiefs, first drive looked okay. And they what they had to settle for a field goal on the opening drive because they couldn't they couldn't convert in the red zone. Then the second drive, Kurt, Kurt got sacked right away, and third drive was just an absolute disaster. It got progressively worse as the, the more that the more the first team offense played. And you said, look, everything's hidden right now. That's it's still the preseason. Maybe maybe they're holding their 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 cards you know close to the vest, which is possible. Do you still think that? God, there I is. hope so. <laughs> <laughs> or do you think there's trouble brewing? I don't think this Kubiak thing's going to work, and I think he's going to be gone by about mid-season. Do I you really? I think it's the whole the offensive thing is going to implode. I do. I, I kind of get a sense that he's going to be in over his head. There's something going on, man. It doesn't feel good, Ted. And you and I have talked about this in the past when we were over on, on Climbing the Pocket with our buddy Dave. Hi, Dave. Hope everything's going well. There's just this weird vibe. I mean, Mike Zimmer seems very nonchalant about the whole team right now it feels like that his attitude and maybe again maybe i'm off like you said they haven't shown anything yet it's still preseason and and maybe kubiak's just running a lot more than passing because doesn't want to give away the playbook that's a very valid critique but it it just seems like for a team that has so much on the line this year in terms mm-hmm. of jobs and futures and who's going to be here next year and who isn't if things don't go well. There doesn't seem to be a sense of urgency like I thought there would be, at, at least heading into that last Kansas City game. Certainly doesn't feel like it. Maybe they're just cool, calm, and collected to the nth level. I mean, maybe yeah. that, maybe they're, they're just, they got it all under control. And it seems like maybe just trying to walk through these games and get through these preseason games. I hope they're ready to unleash something and they've been sitting on. You know, they got a good game plan, a good scripted thing worked out with the offense. And it's not so much just saying Clint Kubiak. I'm saying the first-year OC, it's a struggle, Ed. You're right. But if there's a offense that a guy can be successful at in his first year as an OC, it's with the Vikings because Cousins, Dalvin Cook, Adam Thielen, Justin Jefferson, those are guys that you can – you know these players. You can call a good game because you have the talent and you have the players to make that happen. And if you're Clint Kubiak, you kind of got to feel like the spinal tap drummer, man, because it's it's at some point you're just going to you're going to walk into Mike Zimmer's office to have a conversation, you're just going to explode. Just like that. It just went up. It just was like a flash of green light. What if Cook gets hurt for a month? Clint Kubiak has to figure out how to Adjust the offense. I mean, that's a big, that's a hard thing to do. Yep. And one of them's already down in Irv Ir- Smith. You're right. I mean, we got all these weapons. Being the offensive coordinator doesn't seem like it would be that tough. It's when the adversity hits you and Thielen's out for a few weeks with a hammy or Cook gets hurt or something. Then, then what do you do? Does he have the brass nets to say, we're going to change this thing up and this is how we're going to run it? Or is he going to look at Zimmer and say, what do you want me to do? Yeah. I don't, I don't know. No, you're exactly right. This is and a tough call for Clint Kubiak. It is. He took his dad, got him in there. So it's up to you, dude. <laughs> you're absolutely right. Because you know what Jerry Glanville says about the NFL, Ted? Not for long. This is the NFL.
for not for long when you make them calls. Yeah. I'll be selling groceries. Not for long if you don't get it done. All right, so we've hit on Irv Smith Jr.'s injury, and kind of sarcastically, Drew and I have said stuff like, uh, Us? Well, is this here's another convenient excuse for, for Mike Zimmer. And, and brother, you, you came up with something you like to call the Zimmer job evaluation list you mentioned. How do you want to run this? This whole ball game right here. What do we call that? The Z gel. The Z gel, which sounds Z-gel. which sounds like a nickname for like a movie star or pop star, like J Lo. Z gel. Z gel, or maybe like a antihistamine medicine. Hey, <laughs> did you take some Z gel for that sniffle? You grab me some Z gel. I'm all stuffed up. You have any Z gel? Yeah, I got some. <laughs> or how about performing at this year's uh, halftime show at the Super Bowl? Z gel. Z gel. Yeah. And J Lo. Yeah, with with WAP failure. <laughs> oh my god got cut and we'll have plenty of time to do a super bowl halftime show you know you add up what no combine didn't get to look at a lot of the players so that might be affected with the translates to the draft you got uh herb smith you bc johnson's out for the season you know if he's just making a list so when he goes in there and sits down and talks to zig and says this is why i need another year because all this stuff happened which can never end because stuff always happens, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. And as he's reading them off, Spielman's go like nodding. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. You know. yeah, Spike. You tell him, Spike. Yeah, yeah. Whenever t- you hear something happen with the Vikings, is it just another excuse at the job evaluation meeting of the Z-Gel? You know, the, the thing that gets me, and and the excuses are going to flow. They're already flowing. Oh, Oliver Smith Jr.'s hurt. He's going to be a key part of the offense. There's no you excuses know, this year. None. Tight. Tynan's had like, what, 25 or 30 catches last year. That's not an excuse. Or yeah. Irv Smith had 30 catches last year. My thing is, at the Vikings, and, and by the Vikings, I mean Mike Zimmer and Rick Spielman, set this expectation level of no more excuses and make the playoffs because of the moves they made to make the roster better going into this season. We, we've gone over all the guys they've signed on defense. They had a pretty good draft. They've got a better offensive line, at least it looks like, going into the regular season. There is really... No reason this team should not should miss the playoffs. You you cannot. I mean, unless they get completely blasted by injuries like they did in 2016. But no, I, I'm sorry. The excuses for this team have ended. Going to go 13 and four, and, and he's going to win coach of the year, and he's going to get a 10 year extension, and then they're going to go seven and ten for the next three years. It's those even years you got to worry about. Those are the really ones you got to worry about. The odd the odd ones we're shooing because competing competing for the playoffs in the Super Bowl every other year that's okay. <laughs> it's okay. Being bad every other year, but that's fine. No big deal. Well, let's be tough for you. You got OSU, your college team, fighting for a top three every year. Year in and year out. Always playing for the national championship. Then the Vikings yeah. you sit there and stare at the TV and go, what the hell are we doing? One we're and playing, done, baby. One and we're done. Playing, we're playing Jacksonville, and we're going to overtime. <laughs> yeah. And so, like, when, when Kirk gets COVID or has to, has to quarantine <laughs> for COVID for two weeks, that's going to be a ready-made excuse, too. Oh, that's in the books already. Z-Gel. Z-Gel, which, which may be an effective treatment, an effective early treatment for, for COVID. Z-Gel. Yeah. Hey, maybe we can get Z-Gel as a vaccine. Get your Z-Gel vaccine. <laughs> 16 doses. But no, I mean, it's, it's a very valid point, and it remains to be seen what other excuses are going to happen. Because you know Kirk's going to, you know, not being vaccinated is already being an excuse. Irv Smith Jr.'s injury is going to be an excuse. I just am really kind of already getting irritated with it because I, there are I, no excuses. You've said I, it. We've said it. There are no excuses. You're I'm done a, with excuses. Make the playoffs or be gone. I am a little bit more worried than I normally am 
for some yeah. strain. It's in my gut that, you know, oh, I, sometimes I, get I get that gut feeling. Yeah. I don't know if you noticed. I got kind of a big, I got kind of a weight problem. I don't know if you noticed. <laughs> you might have noticed that, but. Uh... Got a slight weight problem. No, yeah, I do. No. Yeah. Again, okay, so that's it for uh, for the Vikings. We got we got one more. Our final draft profile, our first round draft pick, Christian Derisaw. I feel like I'll fit in just fine. Uh, no problems at all. Uh, especially you got Dalvin, Big Dalvin Cook in the backfield. Uh, Kirk Cousins, just, just playing with guys like that. Um, you couldn't ask for a better situation. So I'm happy to be here in Minnesota. And Skola Nation, man, y'all getting a guy who's going to come in day one. Ready to work. Uh, he's giving his blood, sweat, and tears to this to this organization. Um, it's a guy, like I said, he's going to work hard, uh, do whatever it takes on and off the field, whether that's learning the playbook, um, exits overtime. Uh, it, it, like, I don't even know. Like, you're going to get a guy that's ready to work, man. Derisaw, my boy. You know, I'm a big Derisaw fan. I thought he was the second best tackle coming out of that draft. I actually thought with Panay Sewell, I think Sewell's a better pass blocker, but I thought – when it got down to it, if I had to vote one way, I thought uh, run blocking. I thought Derisaw and Tevin Jenkins. Derisaw was clearly, clearly, even A. Smith would say, clearly the best run blocking tackle I thought in the draft. And it's not so much the point of attack run blocking. That guy is perfect for the type of scheme, the run blocking zone running scheme that the Vikings have. He's perfect for it. Because I watched his tape, and the one thing he doesn't ever whiff on, after the point of attack, when he's out in space, when he sees a target, he demolishes him. Ted. I only seen him miss one guy. He missed a linebacker in one of the, one of the tapes I saw, um, which means to be able to scope out that next defensive player at the next level, next level, that's often the block that Springs Cook, and he is so talented at that. He is a great run left tackle, run blocker. When he was drafted, was there any news, injury news of him? Did, did had had he had a no reported injury no and that's what's kind of surprising to me is that that wasn't even down i don't really have him down for a lot of flaws the only flaw i really had is his footwork and pass blocking needs some help but he responds really good to coaching that's something that all the coaches of virginia tech said is when you talk to this guy his eyes are dialed in and he wants to get better he's real easy really easy to coach real cultural player I didn't hear anything of an, any kind of injury history with that guy none three-year starter at virginia tech Final season, get this, Ted. Little tasty, tasty tidbit. Zero sacks allowed in six quarterback hurries. That's pretty good. For all the snaps his last season at Virginia Tech. I don't know how he fell to 24. Now I'm starting to think, was it the injury stuff that made him fall to 24? But that is Maybe. a hell of a value to fall to 24. You know, the one thing about the Vikings offensive line depth this year, it's, it's a little bit better than it was last year. Guys like Dozier and Drew Samir are gone. Rashad Hill's a, a replacement level tackle for a couple games. I don't think he's a 17 game guy, oh, but for no, a couple no. games until Derisaw could get in there. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm okay with, I'm okay with him. Derisaw is a vital, vital part of that puzzle. He is. We got to have him in there and we got to have him playing well. Hopefully he gets healthy he plays and, and he turns out to be the, the, the great, the great steal. Like we thought he was on draft night. All right. So that wraps up our, our rookie draft profiles. We're going to take a quick break. Come back and do trivia uh, and then wrap the show up. Did you know that there are at least 23 million American adults who can't read a one ad? Or a book or a job application. That's why we have RIF. RIF is Reading is Fundamental. It's a national nonprofit program that makes kids really want to read. With thousands of local community projects that help kids help themselves to books. Books we can pick for ourselves and keep for our own. Books that help young people think and learn and grow. 
Because when you get a kid to open a book, you get him to open his mind and his future. You give him a chance to get somewhere in this world. But Riff works only if grown-ups make it work. That's why Riff needs you. Give a kid a book and you'll give a kid a break. Join the Riff program in your community. For more information, get in touch with your local Riff program. Or write Riff, Box 23444, Washington, D.C. Hey, you're pretty smart. How'd you get so smart? Reading. People have a deep, abiding respect for the natural beauty that was once this country. And some people don't. People start pollution. People can stop it. You know who that was, Ted? You didn't even give her a chance to speak. You know who that was? Who did stop I talking. Say? Stop talking. That was the Macho Man, Randy Savage. No, <laughs> stop talking. The cream of the crop. Nobody does it better. Welcome to Toots' Trivia. How are you guys doing? Hi, Toots. We're doing good. Drew, how are you? Good, Toots. How are you? <laughs> I am doing good. Today we're going to play straight up trivia. You guys are going to collaborate again on your answers. We have some questions about the Mary Tyler Moore show and the game against the Bengals. And so, we set a we set a record last week. Remember, twenty-seven of twenty-eight. Ted, yeah, that was pretty good. All right, your first question is: What was the name of the news anchor on the six o'clock news? Was that Ted Baxter? That was Ted Baxter. That was correct. Good job. All right. Oh yeah. Here's your second question. The character Lou Grant was played by who? Ed Asner. Ed Asner. Good job. There are two for you. All right, question three. What was the name of Mary's wisecracking best friend? That Rhoda. Was Rhoda. That was Rhoda, wasn't it? That is correct. Rhoda, Rhoda Massingame or something. I even have her last name. Balsingame. Mor- Morgan Stern. Morgan Stern. All right. What was the name of Ted Baxter's sweet but ditzy girlfriend? Georgette, I believe. Yes. Dang, you guys are, uh, yeah, these are too easy for you. Who ended up on on that Raymond show as being the mom of Robert's daughter. That's (laughs) right, yes. (laughs) Many, many years later. Many years later, that's right. She just passed away in 2019. All right, last Mary Tyler Moore question. What was the name of the head writer of the news show? Murray Slaughter. Murray. Good job, guys. He swept the category. All right, on to the Vikings-Bengals, which... Vikings Bengals, as you know, we're going to play on week one. But when is the last time they played? What year? Case Keenum year, Ted? Yeah. It would, so later? it would have been 2017 because that was that was the game. I'm going to say we uh, won, too. Teddy came back and Teddy Bridgewater came back and played after his, his knee injury. So 2017. Yeah, we You're won correct. that game, though, I think. Yeah, we yes. did. That's the next question. Who won the game? Vikings did. Bonus. Seven for four. Oh man! Oh, it was it was pretty bad. It was like it was a beatdown. Like was it? Yeah, it was like thirty-one to seven-ish kind of score. Let's go with Holy that. Holy cow! That's so close. It's thirty-four to seven. Oh! Oh! Ted, Ted Glover, your your mind is like a steel <laughs> trap, trapping all the information up there. It's like, snap! Snap! <laughs> oh yeah! What's that? Eight for eight, right there. You guys are killing it, man. That was seven. 
seven out of seven. Uh, this is, next one, you guys always seem to get stuck on this one. Name Vikings who have also been Bengals. And I can only find three within the last 10 years. Mackenzie Alexander. Correct. Yep. Uh, there was another defensive back that signed with them last year too, wasn't it? Uh, yeah, uh, Trey Waynes. There you yeah. go. That's it. Trey Waynes. Yes. One more. And, and the other, I'm thinking Candlelight Vigil. Yeah, Nick Vigil. Okay, then there's four. Can you tell me if it's an offensive or a defensive player? Give us offensive. that. Offensive. Okay, I know it's I know it's not TJ Hushmanzada. Remember it's when? It's Jerome Simpson, bro. Yes. <laughs> okay, there's five. <laughs> I clearly did not do good research. Oh, man. I'll just give you the last one. Wait, I got it! Riley Reef. Yes! Oh, that's right! Riley Reef. He is a starting starting right tackle for Cincinnati, and we are going to be talking about that on our really cool breakdown show. Do not miss it, people. Do do not miss next week's show. It's going to be great. Yep. Okay. What is the largest margin of victory by the Vikings versus the Bengals? And what year was it? I'm going to say, broke his leg. I, it's, I think it's 42-10. 42-10. And it would have been 1977? Oh, my God. I think it was 77. Yes. Yeah! Yeah! And I even know who broke his leg. Gary Burley! For extra I was credit. at that game. Extra credit for that, too! That's four <laughs> extra credits on one question! <laughs> Oh my god, you should probably wait a minute. <laughs> Woo! I need to cool myself off a little. Oh yeah! I'm on fire! That question was from Ryan Johnson. Rhino. Thanks, Rhino. This last question is just awesome. This is from Josh Hall. What up, Josh Hall? Back in the day. What did Fred Smoot tell Chad Ochocinco when Chad told him he wasn't wearing any underwear? He said, good, because I'm going to be up the ass all day. <laughs> yes! <laughs> that's what he said. He, that's, that's the correct answer. You guys completely tore up trivia today. Awesome. All right. Thanks for playing. We'll see you next week. We're Thank on you, fire. Jesus. Hence the water drench. I was on fire. <laughs> Good job, Ted. All right, so that'll that'll put a bow on episode 31. Thanks to uh, the Mary Tyler Moore Show. Rest in peace, Ed Asner. We kind of bounced out around all over the place today. We'll 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 try and clean it up. We got got a lot on our plate today. I gotta I gotta run off in like 10 minutes to go do my fantasy football draft. But again, thanks so much for everybody that uh, that comments, sends us in these trivia questions, asks us questions uh, to to air on the show. We just really really appreciate how much support and everything that we've gotten from you guys, the viewers, and and the folks that listen to us on on podcast form. It really, truly means a lot to us. Thank you, Drew, for being an awesome co-host. Thanks, Ruby, and thanks, Liz, for all the great production stuff. Thanks to the Minnesota Vikings for being a football team we can talk about. Yeah. There's nothing, something going on or not. Uh, (laughs) I hope you guys like our new Friday rollout, and we're really looking forward to our our fall format show as the season starts in a couple weeks, and we will try to do better the next time Drew take us home. Thank you, thank you, thank you for being here for another episode of Vikings Report. On a Friday, our first Friday show. Remember, we're on every Friday from this point to the end of the season. And then we'll be on after every Viking game. So two shows a week. And then our live Vikings Rewind show after the first Vikings game, which is, what, nine days away. Yeah. Uh, thank you, Ted, for being the best host in the business as usual. 
rest in peace at Asner. And don't forget to get your over-under in this week. Question nine, and say goodnight, Ted. Good night, Ted. <laughs> you know what? You got spunk. Well, yes. I hate spunk. <laughs> Tell you what, I'll try you out for a couple of weeks, see if it works out. Oh. If I don't like you, I'll fire you. Right, right. You don't like me? I'll fire you. Yes, yes. <laughs>